0: We're back. Hello everyone, welcome to season two of 3DLC, the video games podcast when we talk about video games. I'm very, very excited to bring this show back. I cancelled it a while back, but we're back and I'm excited. We're here. I'm in a new studio space, which is like a proper video game setup. I don't have much soundproofing at the moment, so this may sound awful, but it'll do for now. So... We're just going to round up some news. Next week we'll get into a proper topic episode. But for now we're just going to do a massive news roundup. Because we've got a lot to catch up on. Uh, So what have we got to talk about uh, first? Here's one. So the first game for the PlayStation 5 has been announced. The first AAA game. We don't know a title for it yet. But we know who's developing it. And that developer is Square Enix. Um, So it says here on the Daily Star. Which is what I'm reading this off. Um, the developer and publisher announced that its Luminous production studio, which contained many staff that worked on Final Fantasy 15, is working on a new AAA title for the PS5. So is this the first proper announcement of the PS5 we've got? Because I think it is. Like, we've we've known it's coming, but is this the first time that any official company has gone, yeah, the PS5 is real? I think Sony may have gone, well, who's to say? But this seems like it's genuinely a real, real thing. Um. So yeah, they've just said that there's a new AAA title for the PS5 from the same team that made Final Fantasy XV. I'm just scrolling through. There's not much about it. We don't have a a name or title or anything. Um, Chances are it will be announced at E3 2019. Um, But Sony recently filed a patent. Is it patent or patent? Never know how to pronounce that. Um, But it's for a controller that has a screen on it. They're copying the Wii U, which basically copied the Dreamcast, I guess. Um, so it seems like Sony are going in the Nintendo direction, which they always kind of do. They had the PlayStation move when the Wii got big and Xbox also got, um, the Kinect at that point. But yeah, so they're copying Nintendo again, um, which sort of goes back to their roots because Nintendo and Sony were originally working on a console. Those plans fell through. Uh, you, if you're listening to this, you probably already know that. But, um, Nintendo were basically making the PlayStation and then they were like, actually, no, and then sony made it so that's fun <laughs> i'm very tired whilst recording this by the way and i've got to sit through an episode of doctor who in a bit which i like the show but this series is not great you're not tuning in to hear me rant about doctor who so we're, we're, we're gonna get on with this but yeah that's quite exciting to me the fact that this is the first like official thing where the playstation 5 has been announced i, I think i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that's the first time an official company has gone the playstation 5 is real awesome it's gonna be a launch title probably if it's being announced before the console um, my big fear at the moment is that the Marvel Spider-Man game the sequel to that is gonna be an or whatever the next like Marvel gaming game is apart from Avengers that that is going to be a PS5 launch title because I will not be able to afford it on launch if the rumors that it's gonna cost 700 pounds are true um, because games are expensive and I'm 14 and I don't have a job, um, because I used to deliver newspapers, but now newspapers don't exist, so I was made redundant. Again, this, none of this information is important, but I don't have money for games and a £700 console. Um, yeah, games used, to, like, games and games consoles used to be a thing for kids, and now with the price they are now, it's ridiculous and they're very adult- focused like if you look at the um the playstation 4 there are very few games that are rated peggy 3 or peggy 7 if i look at my collection now actually oh it doesn't say the ratings on the side but i think one of my games is rated like below 12 so that's yeah that's that thing um so what we got up next this is more playstation news actually um Unknown's Battleground has been announced to come to the PlayStation 4. My initial reaction to this, does anyone care? I genuinely didn't know this game still had a community. I thought it kind of died off when um, whoever developed it started. Oh, no, there's an advert on my computer. There we go, turn that off. Um, but I thought that game was kind of died when the company tried to sue Epic Games for copying their game, which, like is Nintendo gonna sue every game that uses a jump button like that was kind of ridiculous that's old news but it's still like I thought that game really died off but people seem excited for it I guess so yeah they released a trailer which I didn't watch and there's also gonna be some naughty dog in-game skins um, about like Nathan Drake in Uncharted and stuff that those skins do look pretty cool I'm looking at them right now they are really really cool looking skins and I might download it just to get that, but it's—I don't want to pay for it. I don't. It's coming to Game Pass this month, so I might just get that on my Xbox. But I don't think I'm going to pay for Player Unknown's Battlegrounds because it's a game I will play for a maximum of 15 minutes. Um, any game that I've actually purchased on my Xbox, I've paid for 15 minutes because I'm just play—I'm just playing like the Game Pass games or the Gold games, like um, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which. I am loving. Um, I was thinking of getting a new one. Um, So what else have we got to talk about? Um, I've got my notes on my phone, my phone's closed, hang on, just give me a second. But yeah, um, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds seems, look, if you enjoy the game, more power to you. I'm really not into Battle Royale stuff, but hey, there we go. So what else have we got to talk about? Super Smash Bros Ultimate Direct came out, which was a massive, massive thing. They announced three new characters, which Ken, who I might give a try and could potentially be my main from the playstyle we've seen, Incineroar, who could also potentially be my main from the playstyle, and Piranha Plant, which took me by surprise because we saw the thing like all the Nintendo, the Mario characters were like asleep and then Mario was like storming towards someone and I was like it's Waluigi, it's gotta be Waluigi, Mario looks furious, it's gotta be Waluigi and then we got Piranha Plant and I love that because I just love, (laughs) I love the fact that just Piranha Plant gets priority over Waluigi. Like, it's so good. It's so beautiful that this has happened. I'm very pleased. And Piranha Plant genuinely does look like a really good character to play as. So it could go really, really well. Um and I reckon once everyone stops being annoyed about it, it could become a really good character. People are saying like, It's just like a Goomba, what? You wouldn't put a Goomba in Smash Bros. Yeah but the thing about that is You can make, like, a unique moveset for Piranha Plant because of the way he moves, like, his sort of actions. With Goomba, what you can do, you could walk into the person and they'd, like, get more damage, and then you could, maybe for, like, a final smash, the Goomba stomps on Mario or something. That actually sounds pretty cool, actually. But you you see my point, like, it's easier for Piranha Plant to have a moveset then for Goomba, and people are like, Well, Koopa Trooper, then why not put Koopa Trooper in? Yeah, sure. Koopa Trooper could genuinely be a good Smash Bros character, or maybe Hammer Bro. He could be good. He's like really difficult to beat in the Mario games because he challenges every aspect aspect of Mario that helps him defeat villains, like his verticality, the way he jumps, like it's literally in the same path. So that could be a really challenge for some of the players. Uh, my voice is dying today. Um, so yeah, I genuinely think that could work really, really well. Now, YouTube is finally on the Nintendo Switch, which may not seem like a big deal to people who like don't care about like Nintendo, like your P- your PS4, your Xbox One, guys. But for us, this is a massive deal because we've been clamouring for YouTube or Netflix or so- or something other than games on the Switch for so long. And one region got Hulu, I think America got Hulu, but we never got that. Hulu isn't really a thing in the UK. Uh, but now we've got YouTube, and that's massive because it's something people have wanted for so long, and we finally got it. And I could not be more pleased. I've used it twice. Next up, it's the end of the console war potentially, because PS4. Um, has now got Fortnite crossplay with Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. This may not seem like a massive deal, but in terms of making peace between the companies, this will help. And if all games sort of include crossplay, and if we're going in a direction where everything gets everything, it may just be a case of like, I don't even know how to word it, but PCs could genuinely be the future where there's just like, and like PlayStation 4 and Xbox are just considered different types of PC. Um, The dogs are barking outside, please ignore that. Um, My new studio space is like right by the front door, so the moment any car goes past, I just hear like my dog screaming, but it's all fine. Um, But also, I think the next console war could be absolutely incredible. And I was thinking of doing a video on this because think about it, Nintendo are going portable. Xbox have this thing in America where you like pay monthly installments, like a phone, and then you get, like, your Xbox on, like, a phone contract where you pay, like, 30 quid every month, which, if they go in that direction, and if they also follow Game Pass, and that could be their selling point, that's very different to Nintendo or Sony, and then if Sony are going to push more in the VR route, then that could go, like, imagine that, like, you've got, that would make the console war so much more interesting when you've got three different companies doing three different things, but it could also make it a hell of a lot more expensive, but from what, what, that is it seems like xbox would be the company for your like avid gamer if you want vr that'd be sony and then if like i'd probably get whatever nintendo system comes out then first and then an xbox and i'm not i enjoy ar i'm not a big fan of vr personally i do have the playstation vr and it is great but it gets i don't know it's just not It's got a bit of a screen door effect. You can see like the the lights. You can see the screen and a lot of the games are really empty They're like 15 minute things you're in and you're out Um, But things like um, I think it was Resident Evil 7 that had a VR mode and from all accounts. That's really good but I could not I like horror films. I like horror games I would never be able to play a horror game in VR like I would freak out I remember I was at a mate's house and I played fruit ninja in VR on the PlayStation VR this was before I had one and they were like okay would you like to play like a horror game and I was like ha, no and they were like all right we'll put a different game on and I put the headset on and I was walking down this corridor and I still don't know what game this was I was like you've put me in a horror game and it, I, I, I literally walking down a dark corridor I could not handle it So, um, luckily, my dad came to pick me up so I could leave. That was fun. (laughs) Um, But yeah, horror games just aren't for me. I'm not a big fan of VR. So if Sony did sort of go down the VR route, I probably wouldn't go for it. That being said, and this just shows how biased I am, if Nintendo released a VR headset, I would buy it in an instant. But that's because I feel like Nintendo's games are a lot more suited to VR than other games. So I really don't know uh Star Wars Battlefront 2 first of all I went back on back back in on that this week did a bit of the campaign and I played a lot of the multiplayer the campaign is fine for the entirety that I played this week I didn't have legs I don't I don't know what that glitch was but I was just floating around just my torso and my head as um what I can't even remember Iden Versio and it was just no legs, which is perfectly normal in a game to not have legs. Um, General Grievous was also added to the game though, and he is absolutely broken, and not in a way where like he's overpowered and just trounces the other characters. He just doesn't work, like he turns corners so slowly, his moves literally don't work, like you try to use them and it has no effect and it's just, it's really, it's so poor, and the game's been out a year, they've had a year to work on this, I'm sorry, I can't, I I physically can't, (sighs) anyway, Um, Telltale Games is closing down. This is quite old news, but something that was quite massive for me because Telltale was sort of, apart from like the Wii, which I played when I was like four, and that was like my first introduction into games, Telltale was my first introduction into modern games because I had like a six-year break between like the age of four and the age of 10 when I just, games weren't really a thing for me. Like I played Candy Crush and Cut the Rope and stuff that was on the phone, but Telltale really sort of, Brought me like I, I played back to the future the game and I remember like desperately trying to download that on Scottish Wi-Fi when we were there and it was just so awful because Scotland's Wi-Fi isn't great um, And I was just sat I'm not sure if I've just been to bad places where they don't have good Wi-Fi But I was sat there trying to download it. It wouldn't work Because um, I, I had it on my phone. I had, I had back to the future the telltale series on my phone but That really sort of introduced me to the games. Um, We waited a few years, um, got a PlayStation when that came out. And I just, the first sort of games I got properly into on that was, because I was like really casual. I played like FIFA and I played like half an hour of Doom. I'm actually looking over at my stuff now to see what I played. I played like half an hour of Doom and I played Star Wars Battlefront a lot. But the thing that really dragged me into modern gaming and made me like the gamer I am today was Batman The Telltale Series. And it was sort of one of those moments where you realise, oh, this is what, this has changed my perception of what a game is supposed to be, because until then it was just, like, pointless fun, but Telltale, Batman, the Telltale series fully had, like, a proper story, and I was like, oh, alright, games have stories, that's what this is. And I know it sounds dumb for Telltale games, like, point and click, like, quick time event stuff is the way oh I just tried to shred on um it's the way that I got into the games but from there it sort of dragged me into games like I played more of Doom played more of um I played Red Dead Redemption on the PS3 and it really like brought me to a point when I was like okay games have a story it's not just pointless fun they these are like a form of art almost and it sort of pulled me into where I am today. Um, and a big part of that was also the podcast Filthy Casuals that got me into Nintendo because they wouldn't stop screaming about the Nintendo Switch, Tommy Dasolo in particular. <laughs> um, and then that sort of, when I got Breath of the Wild, that was another moment where I was like, oh, okay, games are expansive," And in this past year, and that's when I've truly became like the, 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 the big fan of games that I am right now. Um, and that's, I've just gone on, what were we even, Telltale Games closed down, Um, but that studio, they sort of, they closed down, and then it was just like, all right, buy all our stuff, we're not going to give you any sort of pay, you're gone, which wasn't very, like that, I don't know what's happened there, but um, back to Super Smash Bros news, I probably should have mentioned this earlier, Um, but it's only just popped up on my thing, um the they've set all the dlc characters so if you don't know super smash bros ultimate for nintendo switch comes out december 7th 2018 and dlc is coming out until 2020 Um, we're getting five new fighters with like stages and a bunch of new music which i'm super excited for i'm definitely gonna buy the the fighters pass which gets you all of them um and they've they already know what their entire lineup is sakurai said um this is the exact quote, Super Smash Bros Ultimate DLC lineup is now complete, this time the selection was made entirely by Nintendo, so that was, usually Sakurai comes up with the fighters himself, but this time Nintendo have gone, alright, this is who you're doing, which kind of worries me a bit, because Sakurai, like, Super Smash Bros is like Sakurai's baby, and he, like, the fact that Nintendo have gone, alright, you're doing this, partly it rocks me, but I have so much faith in Nintendo that This can't be, this can't go wrong. Like Nintendo, in my opinion, haven't released a bad game on the Nintendo Switch. They haven't set a foot wrong on Nintendo Switch other than their online service. But I don't feel like that's totally their fault. Like it is, but the way they started it up, they were sort of locked into this position. Regardless, um, he says, this time the selection was made entirely by Nintendo. I decide if we can create a fighter based on their selection then come up with the plan. So, from the sounds of it, Nintendo may have given him, like, 30 characters, and he's just picking which ones will work, which does give me a bit more hope, um, so, yeah. It does, um, this website that I'm looking at here, which is GameSpot, points out the fact that it says this time the lineup was made by Nintendo, so, like, the point of this time is saying that There could be more DLC content to follow that includes fan requests, is what they've said. Um, So, like, Waluigi, Banjo-Kazooie. I personally want 9-Volt. Like, I think that could be awesome. He's, like, a massive Nintendo fan. And then he, like, comes into this world and he can, like, fight Nintendo characters with their own software. Like, throwing Joy-Cons and stuff. I reckon that would be awesome. Um, So, that could be really, really cool. Um, But, yeah. I'm super excited for Super Smash Bros. It's got a story mode. It's back, um, so I'm super excited for that. The um, cat just ate the dog. Um, but I'm super excited for that. I've got the Steelbook version, which comes, and I'm getting like the GameCube controller with it, which is like the best way to play Smash Bros. So I'm really, really excited. Marvel Spider-Man PS4 is a game that I really, really loved, and then played it too much, and now it feels really stale. Um, I do still like the game, and I'm I'm quite excited for the new DLC that comes out on the 20th of November. That's the news. It comes out on Tuesday the 20th of De- of November, um, so that's in just a few days, and I'm super excited. Um, not for the story, because the the DLC story hasn't been great so far, but the new suits we've got. Um, Spider Armor Mark 1, which people are calling, like, the Black Panther. Um, Spider-Man suit which I kind of see it and we've got Spider-Clan which is like it looks like some sort of animated thing I don't know where that's from but then we've also got Iron Spider armor Um, and now those of you who have played the game might be thinking all right well we already have Iron Spider but this is comic book Iron Spider which I feel like it's a waste of a suit slot. I would much prefer it if they had like you clicked on iron spider and it like you could choose which one you want rather than wasting another slot but hey it's I don't know my opinions on this game are really mixed because when I was first playing it I was like and when I like 100%ed the game and got platinum I was like you know what this is it my game of the year and then from there I was sort of just I played it too much with nothing to do so I was just like swinging back and forth from Manhattan whilst waiting for um for Pokemon because uh, I I didn't get Red Dead because I didn't enjoy the first one. Although I am gonna go back in on it, so I don't know. My thoughts on the game are really really mixed. So um, tune into my Game of the Year episode to hear me talk about my very mixed feelings on it more. Um, so that's all. I don't I still don't know where I sit on the game. Like the everything is good about it. It just gets stale really really quickly, and it's a really short campaign. There's nothing exactly wrong with it. But I overplayed it. So, maybe that's more my fault than the game's fault. Definitely don't think it's going to get Game of the Year this year. But who's to say? So, I'm just scrolling through now looking for more news. But I think we're about done this week. Um, that seems to be about it. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning into this episode of 3DLC. Um, there'll be an episode this time next week. Super excited for that, we will be talking about um, Let's Go Pikachu, as well as all the news from that month, uh, from that week, sorry. So yeah, that about wraps it up, I'm at the Edwards on Instagram and Twitter, on YouTube, I'm Doctor Nintendo. you might be listening to this on YouTube, you might be listening to it on my website, which for now is uk. but... <laughs> That website, if you're listening on there, is soon to be closed down. I'm looking for other hosting options so it can actually go on Apple Podcasts, but for now, that website is closing down at the start of December. So if you're listening on that and you like my podcasts and you like my content, jump over to YouTube for now. You won't be able to listen offline, but I am working on something to get it up, and hopefully that will give me more exposure and I can grow this. I can't imagine many people will care that much, but hey that's where we are on this. Thank you so much for for listening to this episode. Give it a thumbs up and subscribe on my YouTube if you enjoyed it. I hate saying that, but it really does make a difference, and I will see you all in a bit. Goodbye.